share to that. I'll just give you all If you have anything you want to share at this moment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, so much praise the Lord. Sure. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else got anything they'd like to share? We're just so we're just so blessed. This this is just a blessing to be here in God's house. And you know, let's look at the page. I love this song right here. Page 78. Just flip over a few pages right there. I love the book.
here, then I may, uh, Jess, do you have anything you'd like to say or share? I know I'm throwing you on. You throw me right in the middle in the of the middle. We'll find something. something. Yeah, you got something. I love you to share it, man. I can but, find uh, something. But anyhow, let's do this song right here. 611, 611. He hideth my savior.
sunset we don't know what is ahead of us but we do know that God will take care of us and uh, so we hope it will be a blessing to you today alright to say something I just want to say I should have said a little bit ago how blessed we are and I just want you to go and pray to the Lord for what he done for me last night because I usually panic when something happens to my daddy and uh, he kept my coat last night flying down my receiving phone. I said, no, my flash was on. And my daddy was throwing up, hurting, and he don't ever do that. And he was, Melinda was crying. We tried to get 911 going down the road. Couldn't get them. They could say they'd be a while, couldn't get to it. And just to truck it on. So that's what we did. And, you know, with COVID, you know, restrictions and stuff. They only let one of us go back. And so I went back with Daddy because I keep up with all these medicines. And Melinda sat outside. They told her no, she couldn't come in. And so the Lord fixed that. Melinda sat there and cried so hard. Uh, people was fussing about it. Melinda just sat quietly and cried. And they let her come back. And I'm just so thankful that it was his gallbladder and we thought he was having a heart attack going down the road, mm -hmm. and I usually just panicked up storm. Um, but I just felt the Lord was just, he was with me. He was good to me there, and there was nothing to worry about. Because I told the, um, I called the neighbor that is a, um, you know, Greg Hammer, he works with the fire department stuff, and he met me there, and he said, yeah, you need to go, go on, but don't go by yourself. And Melinda got there in time, 
they taught her and it gave her enough time to get there. So we made it and everything's fine. And he's gonna be fine. He'll be there a few days, but I just feel so blessed. And usually I didn't get home before there this morning. I just stayed in bed. Uh, but I wanted to be here so bad. Thanks. And I, I I'm I'm thankful for that because it, I was at a point where I just stayed home and used that for a good excuse. <laughs> and I just didn't want to miss today. Missing last week was hard. And, but we we had a great time. The Lord blessed us for traveling. We got back safe. And I'm just so thankful. Give him all
Amen. The angels in heaven rejoice when one comes to know the Lord. Amen. Free part of sin. I believe that with all my heart. And uh, it's so good to be here this morning. I'm I'm thankful for what uh, we've been able to feel the sweet presence of the Lord. You just can't put a price on that. Um, you, you can't you can't buy it. Uh, but it's a free gift from him, and, I, and I'm so glad of that today. Uh, so glad that uh, our travelers got back safely. We prayed for y'all while y'all were gone. Glad that y'all got back safely. Safely, and Brother Bo called me this morning, and and uh, he is he is really making some progress. And his, uh, as uh, Sister Marilyn said, he was able to brush his teeth. So uh, that's that's a uh, that's a milestone, and we're looking for him each time he has uh, therapy for him to get just a little bit better and to be able to do a little more uh, each time. But he did want to uh, thank the church for our prayers and just to keep on praying. He misses being here. He really does. I know he does. And, and uh, but let's continue to pray. And not only while he's down there in therapy, but it's, it's not going to end right there. But after he gets home, uh, there's still going to be needs, and, and they're going to need some help, and so let's uh, let's remember that. Good to have all of our visitors with us today, and we thank you for being here. And, uh, I realize that we've got several that are out today, but it's good to have you here here today. And uh, thought about the song that Sister Jess sang uh, a while ago. Uh, sometimes we're in this kind of mood, and sometimes we're we're down and out. Sometimes we're on cloud nine, and uh, uh, we just find ourselves kind of like a roller coaster in this walks of life. But the song says that always, he's always the same, and I'm so glad of that today. He never changes. I've often said this. Um, you know, you might catch me at a time where I'm kind of moody. I try not to be, but I'm sure that Linda can vouch that every once in a while I am that way. But but I've never caught Jesus when he was uh, in a bad mood or didn't feel like talking to me or, or answering my prayer. And so uh, I'm glad he's consistent. If it's somebody that's looking for consistency today, uh, you can find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. In a world that uh, changes uh, every day and uh, moods change and people change, I'm glad today that we're serving one that... Uh, is the same yesterday, today, and the Bible says forevermore. So uh, that puts me on shouting ground when I think about that. But uh, I've got a few verses of Scripture I'd like to uh, read to you this morning uh, that the Lord has shown me. One place over in Ecclesiastes, if you want to turn your Bible, you don't have to, but over in the 8th uh, chapter of Ecclesiastes, and... Uh, then the uh, ninth chapter of Hebrews, and, and uh, I'd like to uh, uh, read a verse or two from each of these places and uh, kind of tie them together. And, uh, but uh, I want us to think uh, for a few minutes, somebody might consider it to be a morbid subject, but I want us to think just a few minutes about dying. And um, uh, uh, it's, it's inevitable. Uh, it's coming to each and every one of us. I still look for the Lord to uh, uh, come back and uh, call us out of here just any time. But uh, if he delays his coming, I realize that it's inevitable uh, that I'm going to face death. And, and, and we all will. And we don't like to think about it. The uh, funeral homes encourage people to make um, pre-arranged plans where that when it comes down to that time that uh, their families will not be burdened with having to make decisions and all uh, and they encourage people to to, to, to pre-arrange but there's something far far more important than pre-arranging our funerals is just knowing where we're headed after this walks of life it's the most important thing uh, that uh, any man woman boy or girl will ever do is uh, to know that it's all right uh, when we're dying. And, and uh, so just for a few minutes, I want to uh, read to you. I, I'll, I'll start here in Hebrews in the ninth uh, chapter of Hebrews. And the Apostle Paul here is 
uh, has uh, said in the 27th verse, and it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. He said, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And, uh, and then I'd like to read to us over in Ecclesiastes in the 8th chapter, in the 8th verse, it says, uh, There is no man that hath power over the Spirit to retain the Spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death. It said, And there is no discharge in that war, neither shall wick wickedness deliver those uh, that are given uh, to it. And if I had a thought this morning, it would simply be, be this, will it do when you die today? And I want you to think about that uh, just for a little while. We, uh, uh, we that's been saved, we know and we believe and we trust that uh, what we have done in our heart and what Jesus done for us the day that he reached out and saved our soul uh, uh, is our key. That's our, uh, that's everything that we need. Uh, when we face death uh, today. And uh, I, I remember a song that Jake Hess uh, sang. Uh, it was called Death is No Big Deal. And, and in that song, he was talking about the death of a Christian and, 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 and how that it's, uh, uh, it's just a, a crossover uh, 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 for each and every one uh, that knows the Lord today. But I want us to uh, think about uh, what uh, the Apostle Paul here was saying in Hebrews, now uh, leading up to this, he talked about, uh, uh, and he was uh, trying to get across to the Hebrews here that uh, Jesus Christ was the supreme uh, 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 priest for us today. He is that high priest. That, uh, and he talked about, uh, back over in the Old Testament, uh, he talked about uh, the first place that uh, the priest came to, it said behind the veil, where the holiest of holies was, only the high priest uh, could go there. The Bible said uh, that once a year, uh, the high priest <coughs> went into the holiest of holies uh, 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 to make an atonement, not only for the people, but for himself. And he always took a blood offering uh, with him. We've talked here lately about it always takes the shedding of blood uh, today, so uh, uh, the, the high priest would go, and he would go into the holiest of holies, and he would uh, take the blood, not only for those others, but for himself. You see, he had to ask forgiveness for himself, but I'm glad today uh, uh, that Jesus Christ became uh, that sacrifice for you and I today, and he lived a perfect, sinless life, so he didn't have to go and repent for himself and then repent uh, for us today, uh, but him being perfect, he became the supreme sacrifice, uh, and I will believe uh, that he uh, removed that veil and gave us free access to God uh, through him today. So that uh, gives us something to shout about. But uh, the apostle, as he was explaining this uh, to the uh, people, to the Hebrews here, uh, he went on to point out, and it is appointed unto them, unto men once to die, uh, but after this, how uh, the judgment. Now, a lot of times we don't like to uh, talk about uh, death, and uh, somebody will say, uh, oh, well, has so-and-so got a will, or have you uh, made plans for your will, and you got everything in order for that? It's something that a lot of people uh, don't like to talk about. But uh, today, as we uh, look around and we see our, our friends and our loved ones one by one uh, leaving this walks of life, just last week, I went to see Brother Norman, and uh, he was doing a lot better than I expected him to be. He was uh, sitting up in a chair, and we, we had a good talk, and I, I, I talked to him about when he was my pastor over at Bethsaida and the, and the blessing that he had been in my life and the things that I had learned uh, from him. And uh, little did I know that just a few days later, he would leave this walks of life. I knew that it was inevitable. I knew uh, that it was coming, Brother Little, but I didn't think it was coming that quick. So uh, one by one, our folks are leaving uh, this walks of life. And so I want to ask you today is what you got, will it do 
Uh, when you're dying today, preacher, I don't like to think about that. Uh, it bothers me. Well, I'm going to tell you, if it bothers you today, uh, you can get a peace like a river that surpasses all understanding. Somebody said, preacher, none of us know uh, what's going to happen to us after we leave how this walks of life. I beg I to differ with you today. Through and our faith, I believe today how that we that are his will spend an eternity in a heaven today. I'm prepared for those who love him. And just as I'm standing here preaching to you today, I believe just on the other hand uh, that there is a hell. It's real today. It's enlarging itself uh, daily for those uh, that don't believe. But I want to ask you today is what you got will it do when you're dying today? Amen. 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 Preacher, couldn't you have thought of something a little more pleasant uh, to preach on today? Well, I probably could have thought of a lot of things much more pleasant. But God, I want us to go this direction, Brother Wayne. And I think about a lot of times. I, I'm at the age now where I kind of tire out a little bit earlier than I used to. And a day's work uh, really does me. And I can remember how Brother Chris, uh, I used to dread seeing the sun go down because I still had work that I needed to do, and I needed sunlight to do it. I, I, but now, about 5 o'clock, I'm just about give out. I, and the sun's still up for another hour or two. And I look out the window, and I say, boy, it sure is pretty out there. There's things that I really need to do. I, I, but at 59 years old, I, I, the body says, you've done all you're going to do I, today. You're going to sit down, and you're going to rest. And, and I think sometimes uh, about when I take my last breath, and I'm telling you today, I'm telling you for those that know God and the free pardon of sin, it seems kind of appetizing every now and then. But when you take that last breath and you go into an eternal rest, that you don't have to get up anymore and do anything else, but we'll be at the feet of Jesus, praising Him and worshiping in Him. The Bible teaches us it's a place I, I, where no tears I, I will be shed today. I, I'm glad it's hard for you and I to imagine a, a place such as that I, with the turmoil and troubles and trials and tribulations I, how that you and I have I, on this side of Jordan. I, I, but today, I, I'm glad I, I, that what I've got, I, I'm depending on it I, to die with it today. Amen. 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 Would do when you die today. Amen. I remember reading one time about a man named Stephen. And the Bible said, we know the story. How he was taken over there and because of his witness and what he said, uh, the people began to gnash on him with their teeth. Uh, and they began to close their ears at what he was saying. Uh, and the Bible said that they took him out of town. Uh, and they began to stone him to death. Uh, amen. Uh, but he looked up uh, into the heavens. Uh, and he saw the Lord Jesus uh, standing on the right hand of God. Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell you something today. Uh, I don't believe that Stephen I dreaded death even being stoned to death I can't imagine having to die that way but being stoned to death and he realized he didn't fear because he knew who he had lived for who he had testified of and I believe today when death came he was ready to go amen amen will it do when you're dying today. Now, a lot of people can live this walks of life and we can do this and we can do that. But there's coming a time, and, and you know there's all different kind of ways that death comes. And, and uh, we have those that, that uh, are, are terminally ill and the doctors will tell the families that, you know, they're terminal and their time is, is, is limited and, and they may say they have a few weeks or maybe a few months. And then we have those kind of deaths that are just completely unexpected. A loved one uh, goes to the grocery store. We're expecting to see them back in just a little bit. But 
uh, a state trooper comes to our door and tells us, I'm sorry to bring you this news, but your loved one has been in an accident and lost their life. And that there's all different kind of ways today how the people how leave this wall. Some choose to take their life and they put a gun to their head. I'm just tired of fighting the fight of life. And they uh, take their own life. But I'm going to tell you something today. Uh, for those that know the Lord, for those that have that peace down inside, amen. Uh, death is no big deal, amen. It's just a crossing over to the other side, amen. 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 As I walked by and looked down at Brother Norman's carcass there Friday night in the casket and precious memories began to flood my soul of good times that we had uh, together there. And I began to look and I thought, uh, his spirit is no longer in this old carcass, in this old place here, but it's gone on, amen, to better places today. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad of that. Uh, today, I want to encourage you if you're here today and you're not sure if you have what you need to die with uh, today. We go to vast, uh, 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 we, we do all kinds of things trying to make sure uh, that we're insured the proper way. Maybe our home or automobile, life insurance, whatever that it may be. And, and we try to make sure that in the, uh, the worst catastrophe uh, that could happen, that that our home and property is covered with insurance and our insurance agent will uh, try to explain to us that uh, this is covered and that is covered today. But far more important uh, than that today, we need to make sure that our eternal life with the Lord is sealed and that that thing is fixed, amen, and that we're ready to leave this walks of life. Amen. Amen. Boy, I tell you, <coughs> The Bible speaks many, many times of an appointment that we will keep today. I preached one time on that thought, an appointment we will keep. I, I, I can't help but think of the appointments that I've had to cancel in my life, maybe with a doctor or the dentist or something came up on the date that was set. But this appointment that we have with death, we will honor that. Amen. Amen. And we will be there on time. Amen. Because it is an appointed time under man today. But I'm so glad that knowing the Lord is no big deal. They can't say it's no big deal today. The, the, the psalmist David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He said, For thou, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. David knew what it was like to have the presence of God uh, through his life. He had seen God time and time again help him with problem after problem that he had had in life. But here he goes a little further. And he says, when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, amen. I tell you what, I have, I have, and I believe if you'll be honest, you have too. You have seen the grace of God in your life today. Different things that's happened to you and I in our lives, different things that we've, we've done, and we've seen the grace of God come through time and time again. I, I remember when my mom, uh, my dad passed away, and my mom, and as a youngster, I thought about that a lot, and I thought, what would I ever do if something happens to mama or daddy? Amen. But I got news for you today. He gave me grace in that time. Oh, it was hard, according to the flesh, to turn loose. But he gave me peace and grace to handle that. Amen. You see, it's an appointed time. All that we do, we try to make them comfortable. We try to do everything that we can do to make them comfortable while they're living. But at that appointed time, we have to give them up. Amen. And I experienced a grace that I had never had to experience before. And that was a grace of giving up a parent. Belinda's been through the same thing. Many here have been through the same thing. I've had his grace at times when I was at a crossroad in life and didn't know what direction to go. And, and I prayed and asked God for wisdom and understanding. Lord, help me to make the right decision, Lord, in that that I do, realizing, God, that there's a wrong way and there's a right way, God. And help me, Lord, to choose 
the right way as Moses talked to the people about choosing life and living. Amen. I remember him giving grace during that time. All kind of different graces that we've needed down through our life. I, I feel like I've got grace right now just being able to come to church, amen, and to stand and to try to preach today. Amen. I believe that's a, a, just from the grace of God today. I believe it's the grace of God that we were able to joy the singing and testimonies of this service today. But there's a grace, Sister Pat, that I have not experienced yet. But I will. But I will. And that's dying grace for myself. Dying grace for myself. You know, death is, is so uh, mysterious to us. Uh, we, 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 our loved ones and Friends and those around us die, and, and that's the last we ever see of them in this walks of life. It's the last time we ever talk to them or feel their touch or anything like that. And it's, and it's, and it's mysterious to us. But God tells us in his word, and he lets us know, he's got you covered. Got that covered. Amen. And, and a lot of times we still, we miss the person that's gone and we, we cry and we think about them and, 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 but I think a lot of times about what it'll be like when I get over there, when I get over there. When I got saved, I got saved out of fear of dying and going to hell, but Sister Pam, since I've been saved, I begin to find little nuggets in salvation that goes over and beyond saving our soul from the, die, from the devil's hell today. But all the blessings that come along with it, the nuggets that, that God has in there. I believe today that if we'll search and we'll seek, that we can find blessings that we've never seen before. Amen. Somebody said, well, I've seen all he can do, about as far as I can go. Well, I'm still growing. Amen. I've seen what he done yesterday. I've seen what he done today. But if he tells you it's coming, Brother Mark, I'm looking at what he'll do tomorrow. Amen. In mine, in your life today. Have you got what you need to die with today? Amen. Have you got peace down in your heart? Is there something that needs to be fixed? Amen. Are you one of those doubters that Say nobody can know what it's like to die and what's thereafter. A lot of people believe today just as an old dog would live out its life and take its last breath and we carry it over there and dig a hole for it. A lot of people think their life is like that. You just go back to the dust of the earth and once you came, your body can do that. But the Bible says that there's a soul that lives within us. Amen. Right. A lot of folks want to say, well, if I don't make it to heaven, I just don't want to go nowhere. I got bad news for you today. The soul is bound from one place or the other. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. I've said before, and I don't mean to be morbid, but I've said before that, that uh, uh, all bodies look alike just about when they're, when they're dead. They all look alike every Everybody has a tendency to turn bluish color when their blood flow quits, and, and they all look alike. But the soul is the difference. Amen. The soul is the difference. I remember Brother Dennis Owen walking through the cemetery, and he said, where do they bury all the lost people at? He said, according to these headstones, everybody's going to glory. Amen. But I'm going to tell you today, you can know that you have what you need to die with. To die with all the saints of God that have gone on before us and the, the, the testimony that they left in their life, even right up to the time of dying. Amen. I'll never forget what Brother Paul Kelly told me when just a day or two after Brother Duane, uh, before he left this walks of life, and Paul said, Daddy, how are you? How are you feeling? And he was so weak he couldn't talk, but he pointed up to heaven and he said, I'm a winner. Winner. Well, 
Somebody said, that's just positive thinking. No, that's knowing you got what you need to die with. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Boy, I tell you, if I didn't know today, and I could not go stand here and tell you that I know everything about heaven, I don't. I know very little about it. Amen. But I've got the assurance. Not afraid to die. Amen. Not afraid to die. Boy, I tell you, when I get tired, come home from work, and, and bodies wore out, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but there's just something about laying down and taking a nap. <laughs> Man. And, and Glenda will say, if you don't take a nap, put your CPAP on, because you're going to snort. But I, but I lay down, and that's the sweetest peace. For just a little while, your mind's just clear of everything, and you're in, in a deep sleep. And sometimes you dream these crazy dreams. But I think, how much better I felt after I laid down for just a little bit, got a little bit of rest, Sister Pam. You know, I used to think naps were for babies and old people. I thought, naps, boy. Boy, now I'm there. And I appreciate it. Amen. But after you nap a little while and you get up and you, you feel a little more energetic, you feel a little more rested, can you imagine, can you only imagine, the rest that you and I will have in the Lord knowing we have what we need to die with today. I'm fixing to close. Let me read to you here another verse of Scripture. Paul said also to the Hebrews, he said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. A little later on, Paul says over in Philippians, he said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm -hmm. What in the world was Paul saying? He was saying, for me to die is gain. I do better to die. That's what he was basically mm -hmm. saying. He said, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ. Paul was so close to the Lord and he was so sure of his salvation and he was so sure of knowing that what God had in store for him, amen, that he was in a strait. He was in a pickle between two. <clears throat> he said, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. He, he was saying that's far better for me to be with him than to be here on this earth. But he, in verse 24, he said, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had loved ones that's, that's getting way on up in their years and they're getting in bad health, and they'll say, I don't know why the Lord's letting me just hang on here. I wish he'd go ahead and take me home. Well, I want you to think about this. The next time somebody tells you that, said, the Lord's leaving you here for me. Amen. Paul said that he was being left on the earth that it was needful for them, needful for us. He wasn't through preaching the gospel. He wasn't through writing these books. Amen. He still had work to do. Uh, he desired to go and be with Jesus, which was far better today. You and I, uh, uh, may desire to uh, go and be with the Lord and get out of this uh, this life of tribulation and trials and troubles. But you see, it's more needful that we have a world today that's lost and undone without God. And God needs each and every one of us today to be a witness for Him. That's what the church is here for. Amen. Is to lead others to Christ. Every time we try to go out and visit, we want to encourage people. We'd love to see you over at the house of God, not because we're trying to build the seats up, but because you can get peace, amen. And you might hear something in the song or testimony or in the message that will be an answer to your questions today, amen. And I can assure you, if we come to church and we come with an open heart, open mind today, ready to receive what God gives, we will leave here with more than we came with. We will. Amen. Amen.
He said, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. But then we go over to 2 Timothy. And he said, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul was finally seeing. He knew the time was drawing near. What he had yearned for during his preaching and his teaching, what he had lived for since the road to Damascus when he was converted and became a Christian, amen, all that he had testified and preached about, he knew that the time was at hand. Amen. For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. Boy, I tell you, it's nothing more comforting than to a, 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 a Christian's life when it comes down time for them to leave this walks of life and, and those that have the privilege of being able to talk to their loved ones and uh, before they die and to let them know that everything's going to be all right and I'll see you over on the other side. What a sad, sad place this would be, Maggie, if we, if we said goodbye forever. How sad that would be. But it's only for a little while. The Bible says we'll be known, we'll know as we're known. I don't understand everything about that. But we've been saved. We're going to see each other again. I believe that today. Amen. In a new place where there's no pain or heartache. Do you have what you need to die with today? Are you satisfied that if life is cut off at any minute, that what you have, you can die with today. Amen. Not by any works that we've done, lest any man should boast, but it's the free gift of God, what he did on Calvary's cross to save you and I today. There's a grace that I have never experienced going to experience grace that you never experienced that you're going to experience in the Lord. Give us a song. Everybody stand. 380 in this red book. 380. Let me say this. If I was not sure if I was not sure that I had what I needed. When the death angel comes, I will take this opportunity right now to make sure, to make sure that I've got what I need. It's the, it's, it's the most important, I don't like to call it a decision because it's a heartfelt change of heart. But it's the most important choice that anybody can ever make and that's making plans for eternity today making sure that we're right with God today go ahead and see